Hi everyone. We've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into wildlife and drawdown. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. All right, uh, in our first category of wildlife, we actually have a few here. Um, yeah, I'll kind of go through these a little quickly. But our first one, this one's coming out of CNN.com. The St. Louis Zoo announces birth of two leopard cubs from critically endangered species. The St. Louis Zoo has welcomed two adorable and incredibly rare bundles of joy, Anya and Arena, critically endangered Amur leopard cubs. Amur leopards are thought to be the world's rarest big cat, with around 120 left in the wild in Russia and China, according to the World Wildlife Fund. The zoo, located in St. Louis, announced the exciting birth on May 19th via Twitter. The female cubs were born on April 21st to lucky parents Dot and Samson, said the zoo. Dot arrived at the zoo in 2020. She and the cubs will stay in a private maternity den for the next few months. Dot is an excellent mother. It's exciting to see this first-time mom providing great care to her cubs, said carnivore curator Steve Bircher in a news release. There are so few of these rare big cats left in the world, and each birth is extremely important for the survival of the species. Love to see that. All right, our next one is from abcnews.go.com. Monarch butterfly numbers in Mexico rise by 35%. Mexican experts said that 35% more monarch butterflies arrived this year to spend the winter in mountaintop forests compared to the previous season. Experts say the rise may reflect the butterfly's ability to adapt to more extreme bouts of heat or drought by varying the date when they leave Mexico. The government, the government Commission for Natural Protected Areas said the butterfly's population covered 2.85 hectares, or 7 acres, compared to 2.1 hectares, or 5.2 acres, last year. The annual butterfly count doesn't calculate the individual numbers of butterflies, but rather the number of acres they cover when they clump together on tree boughs. Each year, the monarchs return to the United States and Canada on an annual migration that is threatened by the loss of milkweed they feed on north of the border and deforestation in the butterfly reserves in Mexico. All right, our third and last story is um, translated from the French, um, and it's from telereport.com. So this might be a little challenging to actually understand. But... A wolf has been seen in Brittany for the first time in a century. A wolf was filmed in the town of Berrien in Mont d'Arrée. This is a first for a century. This is a first in a century in Brittany, the last individual having been killed in 1913. The return of the wolf to Brittany has been stirring discussions for several years now. We knew that the wolf was at the gates of Brittany because individuals had been identified in nearby areas. Its presence is now confirmed in the region, however, and the large canine was filmed by an automatic camera. This is a first in more than a century, specified the authorities. At the end of the 19th century, the wolf disappeared from the region, eradicated by hunters. Really love to see the return of large carnivores. Next category is drawdown, and there's actually some really great news out of here. This first one is out of Euractive.com. The Netherlands are, uh, will ban fossil heating from 2026, making heat pumps necessary. 
The Dutch government intends to ban new fossil fuel-centric heating system installations as of 2026 while introducing the mandatory use of heat pumps or connections to heat networks. Few countries are as reliant on gas to heat homes as in the Netherlands. In 2018, fossil gas covered 71% of residential demand, while the liberal use of greenhouses and agriculture further adds to the situation. Thus, citizens have been hit hard by record gas prices. The urgency of sustainability is great and the pace must be increased. It is also better for everyone's wallet if we use less natural gas, explained Hugo de Jonge, Minister for Housing. That is incredible news. Almost as good as this next story, coming from commondreams.org. Um, it was also reported in a few other places like The Guardian. Massachusetts just ruled seven to nothing that Exxon must face trial for deceiving the public over climate change. The Massachusetts High Court rejected ExxonMobil's attempt to dismiss a lawsuit brought by the state, meaning the biggest oil giant in the U.S. must stand trial for allegations that it led to the public, that it lied to the public about the climate emergency and the fossil fuel industry's role in driving it. This is really fascinating, actually. The lawsuit filed in 2019 by Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey accuses Exxon of violating the state's consumer protection laws through a decades-long effort to conceal what it knew about the negative environmental impacts of burning fossil fuels. In particular, the complaint says Exxon deceived investors about the risks that global warming poses to its business and misled consumers by downplaying the dangerous effects of its products and overstating what the company is doing to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. <laughs> I love this. As The Guardian reported, Exxon claimed that the lawsuit was in breach of legislation against what are known as strategic lawsuits against public participation, or SLAPs, used by wealthy individuals and corporations to silence critics. The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court, however, ruled unanimously that the state's anti-SLAP law is not applicable to government enforcement actions affirming a lower court's decision to deny Exxon's special motion to dismiss the case. Once again, Exxon's attacks on my office and our case have been rejected by the courts, Attorney General Healy said in a statement. The ruling, said Healy, is a resounding victory in our work to stop Exxon from lying to investors and consumers in our state. I really like that. All right, next one's coming from NPR.org. California just ran on 100% renewable energy. But of course they have to add, but fossil fuels aren't fading away. Duh. Okay, on a mild Sunday afternoon, California set a historic milestone in the quest for clean energy. The sun was shining, the wind was blowing, and on May 8th, the state produced enough renewable electricity to meet 103% of consumer demand. That broke a record set a week earlier of 99.9%. Energy experts say the falling records are a sign of the remarkable progress that renewable energy has made. All right, and speaking of which, coming from RenewEconomy.com, construction begins on Australia's first gigawatt scale wind project. Construction has begun on Australia's first gigawatt scale wind project, the one point zero. 26 gigawatt McIntyre complex in southwest Queensland that is being built at a cost of $2 billion. 
The complex will comprise of two wind farms, the 923 megawatt McIntyre facility that is owned by Spanish energy giant Asiona, and the 103 megawatt Carrara wind farm, which will be owned and operated by state-owned Cleanco. The McIntyre wind complex will be nearly double the size of Australia's current biggest wind farm, the 530 megawatt Stockyard Hill project in Victoria. Although that project has yet to full yet to reach full production due to commissioning delays. So yeah, several incredible stories right there that hopefully put us on a, or prove to us that we're on a good trajectory. So excited to see those. Okay, I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month. And uh, I really look forward to sharing more in the future. Mm-hmm.